Today's episode is brought to you by PodcastLeadGeneration.com. Learn how podcasting can help your business today. If you're like me, being an entrepreneur is not a profession, it's a calling. The question is, is how do people like us share our message, our solution with the world? Simple, through podcasting. How do we create a podcast that builds our brand awareness, grows our business, and transforms us into the leaders that our communities need? In this podcast, that's what we'll explore. My name is Cliff Duvenois, and this is Podcasting Decoded. Hello, everyone. Cliff here. Welcome to Podcasting Decoded. Today, I want to talk about one of those natural laws that kills podcasts. Now, I'm sure by now you've probably heard the statistics. There's like 1.5 million podcasts that are out there, an insane number. However, comma, 60 to 70% of those podcasts are inactive. And out of those 60 and 70%, a vast majority of those only made it to episode 14. What I want to talk about today is one of those natural laws out there that kills podcasts and what we can do to avoid it. So let's take a trip back in time. Uh, I'm going to talk about when I created my first podcast. So when my mentor told me to create a podcast and then I decided this is what I was going to have to do, I didn't know anything about a podcast. I was literally starting from zero. And there was podcasting, other podcasting courses out there that I could take. There were thousands of dollars. And I just remember thinking to myself, I don't have thousands of dollars to spend. So I go to YouTube and I'm like, well, okay, I'm going to need a microphone. And I guess I'm going to have to learn how to use software. And I'm going to have to, and, and what it was is it turned into this whole big deal where I was dropping probably close to, I would have to say like maybe 600 bucks in equipment alone. And then on top of that, uh, there was a software that we had to be able to record our, our interviews into and be able to edit it. And that for me was GarageBand, which is, which is the Mac. There's free software for the PC as well. But I remember going into GarageBand, I had no clue how to use it. I mean, I go in there and I'm like, man, this just doesn't make any sense to me. Well, I failed to realize at the time, but GarageBand is written by musicians for musicians. I'm a podcaster. Podcasters just kind of took it over because they really didn't have anything else to use. So I'm in GarageBand. Uh, Fortunately, a buddy of mine was, you know, a sound engineer. And I said, look, man, I'm lost in GarageBand. So I already sound like Charlie Brown when I'm in there, but I do something and then I start sounding like Darth Vader. I do something else and I'm sounding like Woody Woodpecker. Could you please help me out? He's like, yeah, man, just give me a beer and I'll help you out. I'm like, cool. So I bought him a six pack because I figured I need all the help I can get. He came over to my house, showed me how to use GarageBand. And I was like, okay, thank you. Right. So I, I, I'm using GarageBand. And one of the things that I quickly realized in there when I was interviewing people, I didn't notice it at first until I got to maybe episode three or four. I was using filler words all the time. Now, what is a filler word? I'm glad you asked. Filler words are um, like, you know, uh, uh. It's, it's words that we say when there's like a gap in what we're trying to speak. And for some reason, our brain feels this need to just utter a word. And usually it happens when we're nervous. So for instance, I was extremely nervous when the podcast started. So everything coming out of my mouth was um. Um, like if I was getting ready to ask a question to somebody, um, so where did you grow up? Ugh. on top of that, I had some really great guests that were coming onto the podcast. Very smart people, super articulate. One lady in particular was going after her, her doctorate degree. Very, very smart lady. 
And we sit down, we do the interview, and she starts every sentence with um. She probably puts like in there maybe three or four times into every sentence and ends the sentence with um. Oh, my God. Well, I don't want to leave those in there, so I have to edit them. So I go in there, and I'm, I'm taking out every single one of those ums, likes, you knows, which means I have to go back and re-listen to the entire podcast. And every single time I stumble across one of those, it takes me five to ten seconds to, to delete it, you know, remove it, and go find the next one. And you may say to yourself, well, ten seconds really is a lot of time. But you know what? When you're removing 200 or 300 of those every single episode... Man alive, that time just builds up. And we're talking anywhere between six to eight hours just to edit one episode. To get it to a point where I thought to myself, you know what? This is something that I could actually listen to. <laughs> so I just spent all this time editing these episodes. And I was doing these interviews. And I was, I was trying to get people, uh, you know, trying to get their interviews ready to go. And then it occurred to me that, you know, while I'm spending all this time editing... I also have to spend time trying to find people to be on the podcast. Um, I'm, I'm having to follow up with people like, hey, do you want to be on podcast or, or not? I sent you an email. I didn't hear back. People were contacting me saying, yes, I'd like to be on the interview. And I was doing all of these activities. It was just off the charts crazy the amount of work that I was doing and how difficult it was. But truth be told, I didn't know any other way. The courses that I had access to online, you know, this is the way this, they said this is, this is the way it is. Well, what I quickly realized was that doing this podcast full-time was taking my efforts away from other lead-generating activities. So, for instance, one of the things that, that I did to try to get new clients was I worked open houses. So, they had this thing where they said, if you work 75 open houses, you should get a, at least one client. So, I was doing every single day trying to do another open house, another one, another one, every single day, try to get to that magical 75 so I could get a client. I didn't have all this time to work full time on a podcast. It was absolutely crazy. And when I made it to about episode 20, at least I made it past 14, but I made it to about episode 20 and I just, I stopped, absolutely stopped because it was just sucking up so much of my time. And I had already gotten the benefit of, you know, one of my episodes that I put out there. And I, I shared that in, in my origin story, episode one, but I already had that benefit uh, from a podcast episode. But Truth be told, you know, going out and doing the open houses is a great way to be able to meet people. And I just, I didn't have that bandwidth to do it. And I felt so bad letting the podcast anguish, but I just couldn't do anything else about it. And that's when, uh, when I started doing my next podcast, a number of years later, I, I got out of real estate and I got into the world of consulting. But when I got into my next podcast, it was the exact same thing. I was running the exact same roadblocks, taking the exact same amount of time. And I just remember thinking to myself, there has got to be some kind of a better way or an easier way, or I'm missing something here. And what I stumbled across was, uh, I don't know why, but I picked up the, the four-hour work week by Tim Ferriss. I read that book probably like three or four times. And for some reason, I wanted to reread it. Even though it's a bit dated, I wanted to reread it. And I go in there and he actually talks about this very problem, and I want to introduce it to you. It's called Parkinson's Law, which means work expands to fill the time allotted. So if you give yourself one week to do something, it'll take you one week to do it. If you give yourself an hour, magically, it'll take an hour. So his whole treatise in there was that you need to, you know, when you're working on your side hustle, you need to confine it 
to a very specific hour or two hours every single day. That's it. No more. And focus on only those key activities that move you closer to your objective. So I'm thinking to myself, well, that's great. But how am I going to take an eight-hour editing process and narrow it down into, let's say, an hour window? Well, as fate would have it, in one of the podcasting groups I was in, I actually posed this question and a time management expert agreed to work with me. And we came up with a schedule that allowed me to basically do the podcast, get it out there, and it only took an hour of my day. And I said to myself, you know what? I bet you if I really wanted to, I could narrow that down even more. So I went from an hour down to a half an hour. I'm still producing the same episodes, still get them pushed out there, but it's taken me a fraction of the time. And I go back and I realize that one of my big mistakes that I made before was that I never gave myself a hard stop for the podcast episode. It was just work until the podcast episode was done. So I'm, you know, I'm jumping over onto Facebook. I'm getting a cup of coffee. I'm being interrupted so I can, you know, go mow the grass or, you know, whatever it is. But because I didn't put a hard deadline on it, it was just taking up as much time as it did. So I really wish that I had learned this lesson before. And this is actually uh, one of the big topics that I talk about in my framework about how to build out a podcast on a half an hour a day and those lessons, those powerful lessons that I learned. But I just wanted to share with you that, you know, the next time that you get an assignment and you're working or, uh, you know, if you're giving somebody an assignment, just remember Parkinson's law. Work always expands to fill the time that's allotted. And if you don't give a deadline or you don't give enough of a deadline, uh, you will be doing an awful lot of waiting. So anyways, just wanted to share that with you. I hope you guys are having a phenomenal day and I will catch you in the next episode. See you then. Hey everyone, before you go, if you're wondering how you can use podcasting for your business, then visit podcastleadgeneration.com and get the framework that showcases three ways to generate more leads for your business using podcasting. Once again, that's podcastleadgeneration.com. Make it a great day.